0: Travels hostess, Vina. Tonight, we're still doing our February slash Valentine's special. All month long, every Tuesday night, we will be discussing killer couples. And for tonight's episode, we're going to go with good old Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. (laughs) Shoot them up. Yeah. Yeah. And joining me tonight will be my own Clyde.
1: The best Clyde.
0: Sure. My main squeeze, Jeff. So, starting off with the first half of good old Bonnie and Clyde, we'll start with Bonnie Parker. Bonnie was born on October 1st, 1910 in Rowena, Texas. She was a petite girl. She stood at 4'11", which, by the way, is an awesome height. Just saying. Perfect. And she weighed about 90 pounds. So she was a little thing. Too small. Well, I appreciate that. She had strawberry blonde curls and was actually considered to be very pretty. Now, when her daddy dies at a very young age, Bonnie goes with her family to go live with her grandparents. And in her second year in high school, Parker, Bonnie, Bonnie meets good old Ray Thornton. Now, Ray... And Bonnie hook up. They drop out of high school and get married on September 25th, 1926. So the girl is. So
1: how old was she?
0: She was six days before her 16th birthday. She got married when she was 15.
1: She got married when she was 15? Yeah. Uh, Way too young. But I guess, you know, back then that was like acceptable. I don't know about that.
0: Now, Thornton himself was a bit of a small time thug. And during the early years of their marriage, he was in and out of jail. And after being arrested and sent for jail for thievery, she basically never sees him again after January 1929. However, hashtag spoilers, when she dies, it is said that she dies wearing her wedding ring. So by the end of January of 1929, the marriage is pretty over because he's a thug. She was attracted to that type. And there's no future with the thug, so. Well,
1: I mean, hashtag spoiler, Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde, um, she apparently likes thugs, like you
0: said. Right. She likes the bad boy.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: So she goes back to live with her mom and works as a waitress in Dallas. And interestingly enough, one of her regular customers is a postal worker by the name of Ted Hinton. Now remember this name. Now, a little background on the second half of Bonnie and Clyde. Clyde Barrow was born Clyde Chestnut Barrow on March 24th, 1903. He was born into a poor farming family. He was the fifth out of six children. And he was actually considered kind of an attractive man who had thick brown hair. Now, Clyde kind of starts kind of young with his own form of thuggery, if you will.
1: So he's a thug at a young age. Correct. How young? So... Are we talking like a little kid or a young man? No, no, no.
0: And I, I don't know how young.
1: Oh, okay. Just young. All right.
0: But he and his older brother, Ivan, but nicknamed Buck, had uh, decided that it'd be a wise idea to drop out of school and with nothing better to do...
1: Terrible idea.
0: Correct. They, of course, got into trouble. One night, the Barrow brothers decided it would be a great idea to steal a car and ride around town. But then they decided, hey, let's go rob a shop on Main Street. Now, getting in and robbing was the easy part, getting out and getting away was the hard part because naturally a patrol car spotted them leaving the scene and chased after them. Clyde was able to escape into the woods, however, His brother tripped, and the popo caught him. But Buck stuck to his guns and refused to name his accomplice, so the police took him to the police station and booked him for robbery. Now, this simple... So he didn't
1: rat on his brother. Correct. That's a good guy.
0: This escapade, if you will, actually gets Buck several years in the Huntsville State Prison. And despite all this...
1: One robbery got him several years. Well, he years. stole a car, too. Oh, well, yeah, okay. He stole a car and robbed the place, and he got several years. Yes. Man, they were tough back then, huh?
0: Well, it didn't deter good old Clyde, because he just keeps on rolling. I mean, he literally keeps on rolling. He commits petty crime after petty crime, and as strange as it is, he actually never stops rolling. hash spoilers. But on January 5th, 1929 at the home of Barrow's friend Clarence Clay at 105 Hubert Street in the neighborhood of West Dallas he goes to visit his sister who had fallen and broken her arm when he gets there he comes across his sister's friend who was making hot chocolate for his sister and that would be good old Bonnie Parker. And it was love at first sight. Do you believe in love at first sight? I do. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Did you love me at first sight? No. Mm. Yeah, I was barely... Uh, I, I barely had a date. <laughs> Bare- barely even there.
0: Yeah, that's about accurate. Anyways, at this time, good old Clyde was trying to get together a group of ragamuffins, and they basically began terrorizing small shop owners through holdups and burglaries. And it was then Bonnie kind of just looked around and said, I got nothing better to do. And my first Honey Bunch is in the the Slammer.
1: In the good old clink.
0: In the good old clink. And she offers to be the driver of the getaway for the Barrow Gang. (laughs) I feel like there should be like a third word there. (laughs) The Barrow Gang Club. So by February... 1930, Clyde explains to Bonnie that he has to get out of town, baby, because the police are hot on his trail. So he goes to pack, and the police arrive and arrest him. Once arrested, Clyde is sent to Waco County Jail to await trial. And Bonbons, against her mother's wishes, buys a bus ticket and heads out to visit old Clyde in prison. Now, while in prison, Clyde gets a cellmate named Frank Turner. Frank claims that he could break them out of jail if he could just get his hands on a little old gun. To which Bonnie says, how? How can I help you, sugar? And so Frank draws Bonnie a detailed map of where a gun is located at Frank Turner's parents' house. And Bonnie hops, skips and a jump and goes over there and finds the weapon. The very next day, while she's flirting her little curls, she goes to visit good old Clyde and slips the gun under the table during their visit.
1: I'm guessing they didn't have metal detectors back then. No,
0: not in 1930. Hmm. So guess what? That evening, Frank uses the gun and breaks out, taking good old Clyde with him. They all make their way to Illinois, stealing cars and robbing stores along the way. And... Naturally, they kind of get wise to the idea of changing their license plate, but eventually they get captured because a passerby memorized their plate number. So good old Frank and good old Clyde were turned to Texas jail. And once back in custody, Clyde goes to court and gets sentenced for 14 years of hard labor at the Easton Prison Farm on the Texas Plains. Now, apparently, only family and spouses could communicate with the prisoners. So he told everybody that Bon Bons was his legal wife. And back and forth, they wrote love letters where she, you know, let him know that she loved him. She adored him, thought the world of That's him. That's
1: just so cute.
0: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Clyde was having a bit of a, a hard time. Because Clyde is actually kind of a small guy himself. And kind of being good-looking kind of makes him a terrible but easy target for both the guards and the inmate. In fact, there was a particular inmate named Ed Crowder who would repeatedly rape Clyde until Clyde had enough and killed him.
1: Sounds accurate.
0: Yes. So, And and strangely enough, a friend of Clyde's actually takes the fall for it. So Clyde murders Ed. Another guy steps up and says, I did it. But life is really hard for Clyde, I mean, and with good understanding. I mean, hard labor, they really mean that 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 uh, version. And hard labor in the 1930s is not hard labor. Was the, hard labor. Correct. Yeah, not but like today. Can, yeah, where they get, you know, freaking organic meals when they... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Point is, is that it was really hard on Clyde. And... Clyde then made the decision that he had to get out, and there was only, in his mind, one way to do it. He decided that he would take an axe and chop off two of his toes, and so he does, but unbeknownst... Now,
1: why why would he do that? I don't, I don't understand why the...
0: Because then he gets out of the hard labor portion.
1: Oh, they let him out of...
0: In his mind, his in his thinking... They will, he will get out
1: because he can't do it anymore, correct? Because he's disabled, defo- correct? Deformed oh, all disabled, right, all right.
0: But unbeknownst to Clyde, mommy had been working on an early parole for her baby, her chestnut baby, and six days after Clyde chops off his two toes.
1: He gets paroled. That kind of sucks for him.
0: Correct. Because <laughs> he actually walks with a limp for the rest of his I life. I can imagine that yes. sucks. So in February of 1932, he gets released. Bonnie and Clyde are reunited and he's understood.
1: Sing it, girl. <laughs> Sing it.
0: However, it's still the depression and Clyde is still upset about the government's role of the Depression, so he decided to put together a new team of thieves to take the money that he felt was rightfully theirs.
1: You go, girl. No. I mean, whatever.
0: Well, my problem is is he, hashtag spoilers, he's robbing mom and pop shops. That's, that has nothing to do that with <laughs> the government. has
1: nothing to do with the government, yeah.
0: So, to reiterate, he gets out February of 1932 in April of 1932 because they're back to their thuggy ways as they're robbing a hardware store that is conveniently located across the Kaufman town county courthouse. Bonnie is driving the getaway car when everything goes to shit and Bonnie gets arrested. And so she's sitting in jail on April 30th Right after bon, bon is in jail, during a shop robbery in Hillsboro, Texas, Clyde, with a gun in his hand, is pressuring the owner to open the safe, and somehow or another, a gun gets fired, and the grocery store falls dead to the ground.
1: But we don't know if Clyde actually shot him?
0: No, there's actually no actual clarification of who had the gun. That I read, and there's no clarification of who. It kind of sounded like it might have been like an accident, like maybe.
1: Maybe they were fighting over it or something.
0: Or nervous, you know, shaking hand. I don't know. Either way, the men grab the money and flee. But this is now murder. So this is horrible. Was he
1: by himself when he robbed that store, or was he with somebody else?
0: He was with the borrow game. The, oh, the the
1: he had the whole gang. Okay. He was with okay. the barrel gang. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then somehow the grocery store guy got killed. Correct. But nobody knows how.
0: Right. And you know the wife, you know, identifies Clyde, and she identifies his new accomplice, Ray Hamilton. Now in Ju- on June seventeenth, a few months later, Bonnie Bonbon gets released, and she gets released because the jury fails to indict her. So she she gets released from prison. And she just rejoins Clyde and the, and the barrel gang. Now, at this point in time, he explains to her, look, doll, I'm going to be running for the rest of my life. You can't come back for murder. That's just not going to happen. But...
1: So now they're on the run.
0: Correct. He tells her, now, you can go back t- to Dallas, or you can come along with me. And Bonnie, being the original ride-or-die chick... She leaves a message for her mom saying sorry and joins Clyde and the rest of the Borrow gang for the rest of her life. Gotta go. That's right. So they're robbing, they're doing this, they're doing that. And now things escalate on August 5th. So here's what happened.
1: 1932, I, right? Correct. Still, I mean nineteen thirty two. So it's a mean, few months later.
0: Right. And then as if it couldn't get any worse, because once again You commit murder, you can't go back. Or accidental murder, it doesn't matter. Murder. So off the barrel gang goes. They're robbing, they're stealing. And again, the murder of the store clerk is bad, but things actually escalate on August 5th, 1932. So just a couple months down the road. One night, while they're passing through Springfield, Oklahoma, they see that there's a community dance. They decide, hey, I could use a good, a good dance, a good time, kind of slow our little thugging roll. Who thing. can't
1: use a good dance?
0: Correct. Good Let dances awesome are fun. Seem. And they didn't really think that there would be police there. But because it was still prohibition, of course, the police were there to make sure that there was no illegal drinking going on. So they roll up, and immediately they all start drinking, having a good time. But Hamilton kind of gets a little too drunk, starts stumbling about. So the police, who were in attendance, approach them to question them. And immediately, both Clyde and Hamilton draw their guns and fire. Both police officers get shot. One of them gets killed.
1: So really, just because the cops decided to ask him questions... One of them dies.
0: No, because I don't think the cops recognize them. What, what right. the problem was, was you can't be drunk in a public place, A, but you especially can't be drunk in a public place during Prohibition. No,
1: I get that, but st- still.
0: So, you know, obviously they're going to slow that little roll down. Yeah. Now, one of Clyde's accomplices, Everett Milligan, actually gets caught and the police end up detaining him. And so they take him to the police station, they begin questioning, and Milligan, realizing he's not what they're looking for, but knowing that he could probably provide some additional information to get himself out of trouble, pretty much immediately rolls over on Clyde and Hamilton and snitches like a bitch, and he gives up what everything he knows about Clyde and Hamilton,
1: You know what they say, right? Snitches get stitches. Yes. So he's a rat bastard.
0: Right. Now, Clyde, knowing that this is super bad because there's murder and then there's the murder of a law enforcement officer, he wants to get the hell out of Oklahoma. Bonnie up and says, hey, let's go visit my aunt, Nettie Stamps, at her farm in New Mexico to regroup. So the gang heads for New Mexico. Now, while in New Mexico, a police officer notices their car because their car has out-of-state license plate and decides to look it up. Now, at that time, you have to remember, this is the Great Depression. Not a lot of people had money to go on vacation. And out-of-state plates were pretty much a rare sight because people couldn't own cars. And taking vacations wasn't necessarily a thing. And so the cop realizes that the car had been reported stolen a few days earlier. So what do they do? They scout out the area for Stamps' property. The officer approaches the door and is greeted by Clyde's gun. Both Bon, bon and Clyde forces the officer into the car and takes off. Stamps, you know Aunt Stamp, notices that something's wrong, calls the police to report the incident. So now the police know that Bonnie and Clyde have kidnapped this police officer, essentially. And So she just
1: straight called the cops, hey, my... Well,
0: I don't know if she knows who they really are.
1: Uh, She doesn't know. She just knows that they just put... Something bad
0: just happened.
1: And there's a cop in the car with my niece and nephew. Correct. Oh, okay.
0: So they take off with this cop, head down the road, then they just basically pull over and kick him out.
1: They just throw him out on the side of the road. Correct. Correct. So, well, I guess that's better than killing him.
0: Right. Well, it was to everyone's absolute amazement and relief when they received a call from the officer saying they just let me go. But this basically solidifies their infamous reputation and their name and their pictures literally get plastered all over the country. So... So they're rocking and rolling. They leave New Mexico, obviously, and they're stealing, they're burglarizing. They're just doing their, you know, thuggy things. And on October 11th, 1932 in Sherman, Texas, while robbing the storekeeper, Howard Hall, he too gets killed by art during the course of this robbery. So, Here's you know victim number two. So April they kill the ax ac- Somebody accidentally kills the store clerk. In August they kill the a two police cops. Right, right. They shoot. they
1: shoot one, kill one.
0: Correct. And now in October, they have a second victim,
1: the second storekeeper. Because before that they killed some other store guy. Right, right.
0: And again, you know they're going through. They're ducking and weaving through all the southern states there. In fact, they, they do a job, a bank job in Missouri. And, you know, before they can even get anywhere with this job, Clyde sees that the guard has made them, and they just start shooting. The guards start shooting at Clyde. so But Clyde is actually able to dodge the shots and get about $80 worth that was lying on the table. and.
1: This is out of a bank? Right. Okay, so right. they tried to rob the bank. The guards shot them. Right, or shot at them. Right, right.
0: So, you know, at one of the other things you have to remember is the banks don't have a lot of money because the people don't have a lot of money. Oh,
1: well, and there just wasn't a lot of money back then. Period.
0: Well, that's the point. Yeah, robbing banks in the middle of nowhere, broke where people banks. have no money,
1: <laughs> broke banks. Is Let's kind go of, rob the broke bank. Right.
0: <laughs> so after this, they decide to head back to Texas and spend time with their families. They were family-oriented people. And by this time...
1: Family-oriented murderers?
0: Thuggies, yeah.
1: Mm. Don't know how that works, but okay.
0: Right, well. But by this time, Ray Hamilton has also been caught by the authorities. So Clyde is looking for a new right-hand man. And he decides to go with William Daniel Jones... WD and this is pretty much a bad decision almost immediately to kind of test his skills. Clyde tells WD to steal a car in broad daylight because WD had been bragging about how he's done plenty of jobs, how he knows how to steal cars. So he, they go searching for a car. They find one sitting in the driveway W.D. jumps out and tries to start the car, but he's maybe potentially nervous, trying to, you know, do good in front of the Bonnie and Clyde. But he's having difficulties, and after several failed attempts to steal this car, people actually start to notice and are coming out of the house, including the owner of the car. So he sees that they're trying to steal his car. He runs to the car. Clyde gets out of his own car and tries to start the car, the car that DW was stealing himself. Only by that time the owner's fighting with Clyde. Clyde's trying to get the owner off of him. And as they're fighting, Clyde draws his weapon and during the struggle, Clyde accidentally shoots the owner of the car and basically pushes the body off of the off onto the curb and speeds away with Bonnie following.
1: I, so I, I kinda noticed a um a trend? A trend here.
0: The accidental shootings?
1: Yeah. yeah. Clyde accidentally shoots a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my fault I shot him.
0: Right. Right. And, I mean, this is true. It's unfortunate. Now, this was during their Christmas break. Okay. Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These people were ridiculous.
0: On January 6th, just right after the New Year, 1933, Clyde decides to go see his aunt, Lily McBride. And unbeknownst to Clyde and the gang, her house is actually under surveillance by the police, but they're actually not looking for Clyde. They're actually looking for another another individual by the name of Odell Chandler. So they're watching the house when they see... That Clyde shows up, and he notices when the car, when the the barrel gang car, kind of slows by the house a couple times before stopping, and he's there when he sees a man exit the car carrying a sawed-off shotgun and makes his way to the front porch. Now Lily had been told to let any visitors in, so she opens the door, and. Inside the home were six more officers. And the second everyone kind of realizes that it's Clyde, guns start blazing. Everyone's shooting everything up.
1: Good old-fashioned shootout. Correct. In the aunt's house.
0: Right. And people from the car are shooting. Clyde shooting. Everybody's shooting at everybody. And it's like the Wild Wild West. At Aunt Lily's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as it happens... Deputy Davis gets hit twice by the shotgun blast and dies instantly. So Clyde shoots him, jumps back into the car, and the car speeds away. So here is the second deputy.
1: Dead. Dead. So, so far we've got one deputy injured and two dead.
0: Correct. Correct. So there's really, really no turning back.
1: Oh yeah. Well, there was no turning back after they killed the first one. Right. But now it's for real. Correct.
0: Now, this is going to be a two-parter. And I want to end this um this first episode on the uh, sharing this story because I don't really think that they meant to be cop killers. I just
1: well, still Right, I know. Regardless of the Their, their behavior they, says otherwise. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to shoot you, right. officer, but right. you're dead now.
0: Correct. But I wanted to conclude tonight's episode with this, what I thought was a bit of a funny story. So they're out, uh, you know, doing their thuggy thing. They're traveling through Missouri when a motorcycle officer decides to stop them. Now, this is the Bonnie and Clyde gang. This guy, I don't- uh, he must not be the brightest because he should have called for backup. This Who, is
1: Clyde or the officer? The officer. But he did he know did he know it was Bonnie and Clyde that he was pulling over? I don't know. Okay. But he
0: decides to stop him. During the stop, of course, the the barrel gang draws their guns and orders the officer into their car. And after driving around for a long extended time, the car battery dies. Now what they do is they leave bomb bomb with the car. They take the officer to the local town and to a local store and they make the officer steal a new battery for the car.
1: They made the cop steal the battery. Correct. That's freaking right. Not only rad. Do they make
0: him steal the battery, they make him carry it all the way to the car and they make him install it as well. And once they put the battery in, the car starts working. They're like, bye-bye, Mr. Officer, and they leave him.
1: <laughs> they leave him on the side of the road. On the side of the road. Again. Again. That's better than killing him, I guess. This is
0: true, but, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's, you can't, I mean, killing cops is never okay, obviously. But they're thugs. But, you know, you also kind of want to think that maybe.
1: Maybe they had a heart.
0: A little bit. A, a slim A slim heart.
1: Hug a thug. Uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) So that's how we're going to end with tonight's episode of Bonnie and Clyde. Bon Bon and Clay. A little business. I am doing a giveaway.
1: Ooh, what are we giving away?
0: Uh, That's a secret.
1: Super secret squirrel stuff.
0: Correct. It's a crime scene secret. But I did also want to point out, because I do know that I do have international listeners. Applause to you. Thank you very much for listening. You are also more than welcome to submit an entry because I am more than happy. Do it. To uh, to mail out internationally if your name is drawn. So basically here's what the giveaway entails. All you need to do is send me an email at where the g at where the gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do is send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail and just say hi. Hey, my favorite episode is dot dot dot. You Bonnie fill and Clyde. In dot right now, right? You fill in the blank. And then I'll print out your entry. I'll put it in the bucket. And all entries have to be in by February twenty eighth, uh, March first for the for the episode that will be aired on March fourth the first Thursday of the month of March. So, and then I'll draw it for that episode. So, send me an email. International listeners and in all. Um, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. We've had some new people join just recently. That was awesome. If you're interested, send me a request. And...
1: What is it on Facebook? What's it called?
0: Where the Dark Corners are. Oh, okay. And we did... I mean, we did seem to think it was pretty easy to find.
1: I thought it was easy to find. Okay. All right. And I have a few of my friends that thought it was easy to find. Correct. They found it.
0: However, if you have a specific place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are, or if you have a specific tourist attraction in mind, send me an email at wherethedarkcornersare at gmail.com. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are.